So I, I don't really have any prepared set of questions. Okay. So let's just talk about stuff. Tell me that the thing, the, the thing you were telling me. Yet. Okay. So I we, I came up with a sketch that um before I explain it, I would just want to say it is inspired by the creator of regular show. Like he did a sketch be- like to Con- Cartoon Network, mm-hmm. and it picked up on it, and it's loosely around that. Not loosely, it's a lot around that. But um, it was I, I like the idea of like playing around psychedelics. So the way the story kind of starts is like a friend wants to get his other friend's reaction by putting him on like a small dose of shrooms or acid while they're working at a gas station in like a desert or somewhere far away. Right, right. And he wants to capture it on the security camera and then put it on YouTube because he, th- he thinks it's going to be so fucking hilarious. And he wants to do this at the uh, latest shift so like no one walks in. And, you know, his friend gets high and he's laughing and it's funny at first. And then like two or three minutes before the shop closes, a police officer comes into the uh, corner store at the uh, gas station and um, wants to buy something. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then his friend has to pretend that he's not like on uh, drug s- substances while the cop's trying to buy something. And like there's a lot of fun like experimental stuff that he sees. Like um, there's this one instance where like he looks over to his coworker and it's like a cactus and the cactus is wearing his coworker's shirts and everything. And he's like freaking out. And there's another instance where he like closes his eyes and it opens it and he's like in the middle of a road and it's dark and there's a car that's about to come and hit him. Holy shit. And then he blinks and he's back in like the station. Yeah, there's like a lot of fun stuff. It, it hasn't been like fully um, sketched out yet, but mm-hmm. it, it's definitely like an idea that has like a lot of um, fun things to play with it. One of the fun, fun of the things that I want to do with it is like the character, the main character rubs his eyes and the uh-huh. screen goes black. And then when he stops rubbing his eyes, he starts seeing stuff from the cop's POV, like point of what? perspective. And that's then he's so like, cool. and then he's like, oh, fuck, that's me. <laughs> and he's like, okay, um, take out the money from the cash register. And he like, his le- he's like trying to do it. He's like, oh no, that's, that's my left hand, my right hand. He's like, wait, I'm not looking at the cash register. This looks weird. Look at the cash register. <laughs> oh my God, that's a great idea actually. Yeah. Wow. People might steal it, actually. Well, no, nah, it's okay. No! <laughs> uh, I love these kind of things. Okay, we're back. Ah, so funny. Yeah. Um, so, so you're actually planning to uh, film it, right? Yeah, I want to film it. And the thing I want to do with it is, like, um, I just want to shoot it on an iPhone in very basic lights. Because um, it's not that I so much don't like shooting with, like, nice cameras and nice lights. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of, like, just shooting it as you go and like not worrying it because like when you're like a young filmmaker you don't really want to do too much producing and stuff and worry about the equipment and the cost you want to put most of your energy on like just directing right. and i feel like for us film students it's like um 85 of our energy is like spent on like actually trying to get the film made and then like the other like 15 percent is like okay i'm gonna be creative i'm gonna put my creative brain to juice you know right right yeah. Have you seen actually some movies that were shot on an iPhone? I've there's so many that people talk about that I I, I like I've seen commercials I've seen some move I think the only one that I've heard of that I haven't seen is the Florida Project. Mm-hmm. And is there any one particular? Like it's a short movie or? No, it's uh it's a whole movie and I think it was nominated for like an Oscar. What? Yeah. Seriously? I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure like the um I think yeah it was called the Florida Florida Project. It has um. What's that guy from uh, Spider-Man, the Green Goblin? Um, oh, the uh, the very first Spider-Man. Yeah, I don't remember his name. See, I'm I'm bad at like that. Too. Right, right. Yeah, yeah but he's in it. It's like the, the guy from the meme. Like I'm kind of a genius myself. <laughs> <laughs> that, that guy, right? Yeah. 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 Or I forgot the other meme. It's like you can't do this. I've built this. 
<laughs> or, or yeah, that one. I'm kind of a genius myself. Uh, yeah. See, the thing is, like, when I went to film school, I had no idea. Like, I wanted to make films and stuff, but I didn't like know like what kind of lenses there were, mm-hmm. what kind of filmmakers there were, what sort of things there were. I like kind of like had these like ideas. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this this would be cool to shoot. This would be cool to shoot. Right. And then when I go to a film school class, which I mean, I guess I, I get what I deserve, but like everyone knows, like, oh, this film is by Tarantino. This film is by Martin Scorsese. This is called the uh, Dutch Shot. And right. then I just I had no clue about any of that. Does going to film school change your taste for movies? Uh, yes and no. Uh, I, I, I I had, like, I think in some ways, like, people, I don't know in what way, like, there's always, like, cults that, not cults, but, like, you know, you, you always talk about your friends, like, oh, this film was good, this film sucks. Like, you obviously talk about it more in your circle, but I don't think it changes it that much. Right, right. I think the only thing that I've really understood when I went to film school is, like, I hate the question, what's your favorite film? Because mm-hmm. for me, it's like, there's no such thing as, like, my favorite film. I mean, I have favorites, but, like, it depends on the season, you know? If I'm feeling romantic, if I'm feeling, you know, action, you know? Right, right. Yeah, but I don't think it necessarily changes it too much. But does it uh, spoil the experience? Because you're trying uh, to notice uh, all the shots. And... No, I'd never do that. I never do that. Uh, our, our teachers like told us like he once like studied films for a thing and he watched like one film a day. I, mm. That would just like burn me out. I, I would... one film a day. Yeah, our our, our teacher um, Dusty. I think you know him, right? I think I've met only Michelangelo or Raffaello. What's his name? Donatello? Yeah, uh, and uh, Pino. Like with the long name. I have no idea. Raphael, one of the turtle ninja turtles. <laughs> Raphael, Michelangelo. Yeah, those are the only two. <laughs> I don't think we have Leonardo. <laughs> right. Or uh, Donatello. <laughs> yeah, but no, that would. I feel like that would, exp- would ruin the experience. I feel like films are made to be like enjoyed in a way. I mean, yeah, you could always take inspirations from it and stuff. But if you like focus on like the shots and the angles, like for too long, you're just like missing out on the experience. Right. Yeah, I feel like. What helps, well, at least me and some people that I know, like with film experiences, like you watch a film and you have a good time. And after you have a good time, you get inspired by it. And that's what makes you like helps you become a filmmaker. Because like, let's say you ha- you're having a creative like, you know, you can't think of anything creative and you're like really dry. And then you just watch something that you find really funny and it makes you like happy. And you're like, oh, I'm in the mood of mixing something cool like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have um, any directors that you kind of like? No. No? I, I just watch films. I, I don't know any um big directors that I like too much. Mm-hmm. I, I know actors that I sometimes, like, I'm in a mood of watching. Right. Like, I love watching films with Adam Driver, uh, Ryan Gosling, and then... um other one it's it's embarrassing how low like of a name like i know them in the back of my mind if you say them like oh yeah that direct uh, actor oh yeah that a- mm-hmm. a director but like i i i usually more than most times just pick an actor that i like because they're very either very charming or very funny on on screen so right, right, right. i'm like they'll carry this film mm-hmm. as long as they're in this film i don't care how bad the script is they're it's gonna be funny or gonna be decent <laughs> yeah yeah um can you tell me about the process of writing a short movie? Uh, like, I know it takes a really long time and how it's really created. Yeah, well, I, I'm not an expert on, like, how to write a short film. And I'm not, like, you know, I don't have any huge accomplishments to make my word better than anyone else's word. But from my experience, it's, like, um, 
you first like come up with like a few drafts in your head you're like okay this would happen this would happen and so you know like middle a beginning middle and end mm-hmm. and then everything else just kind of falls in place um i feel like for for my first short film that I try to do, I try to make it like very cinematic, very serious, and I try to be like, oh, I want it to be like the best in the world, or not the best in the world, but you know, I want to make sure it goes to festivals and competes, and those are always like admirable traits. But um, you should never like start a story thinking like that. It should mm-hmm. always, from like from my experience, like making the second short film uh, we've made, um, I feel like it's a better place to start for like, oh, I enjoy this. I think this would be funny. I think this would be fun. Instead of, I think this would be really appealing to everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, the the <laughs> the guys that I um, directed, the second uh, short that I did was, uh, you know, the, the theaters, uh, Jack and Ben. And um, their style of writing kind of like opened kind of my eyes a little bit to, um, you should kind of write from your experience, mm-hmm. like what you've been through and what you've done. Right. Cause like, you know, there's a lot of students that like um, write about like you know love interest and like divorces or like stuff, and I've done it too. I'm guilty mm-hmm. of it too. But I feel like you have such a more um, stronger background if you just write stories that are like um, you know about things that you went through. Like um, I got yelled at for one site when I did construction for one day mm-hmm. for spelling uh, coffee on a uh, uh, on the stairs, and I pretended it wasn't me. <laughs> and two of my coworkers were like, "Well, there's only two people." <laughs> walked up the stairs it was you and i said okay it was me and then the boss yelled at me he's like why the fuck didn't you tell me it was you and i said it was funny he's like and then he blew up we were in the elevator so i couldn't even leave he's like you think it was funny and it was like yeah oh my god (laughs) but like like writing stories like that would be better because like you're in it and then like I feel like it's also easier because you don't have to try to try too hard for it to be funny because right, like right. you've been through that situation and yeah, yeah. it is funny. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but um, the hardest part about writing a story is just like the beginning part of it. Just like something to um that inspires you to like start writing it. You know, do you want it to be funny? Do you want it to be um you know dramatic? Um, I think I think I think once you get like the beginning and not even the middle, like the beginning and the little bit of the middle of it, mm-hmm. I think the rest is like it kind of writes itself. Right, right. It's like, uh, yeah, that's how I would explain it. Mm-hmm. I've been asking the same question uh, the other guys, and usually it takes around seven months from their work, words like seven to a year. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, how come it's so long? Um. I don't know if it is. I mean, some I respect that. Seven to eight months is like a little bit of a long time. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if you have an idea for a short, like the second one that we did was three months it took, I think, two or three months. And then my first feature, enough, <laughs> the, first, the uh, first short that I did took two months and the other one took three months. I don't know why it would take necessarily seven to eight months. Maybe preparations, equipments, and actors and stuff, which makes sense. But... It, for for short, I feel like you could do it with three months if you wanted to. Okay. With like minimal stress. Right. right. Yeah. Um, but that's just my paste. Mm-hmm. There's might be way more high quality and stuff. Right. Right. But from my experience, you could do it in like relatively low time because like like I was telling you a, a thing about that story about the guy getting um, on acid on the gas station. I was thinking about just shooting with a iPhone and just using very cheap natural lighting. Mm-hmm. And then the um, only part that would take for me to um, really like uh, develop would be the script and the cast right. and the location. Mm-hmm. Other than that, like everything else would be figured out. Yeah. Uh, 
I I I I have a lot of um I I have like this strong belief where it's like um I rather just shoot something and make it even if it's half-assed and like not as good and have something to show for it and other than like having like something that um you know it takes you like two years to make and stuff and then you show for it because by that time the other person has like more experience has more things to show for it and like it's also a sense of relief because like. <laughs> My first short film, uh, it had like a lot of issues and it's still like being edited and it's getting better now. But once you make a film and you go through all the stress, if you don't get it out edited and you don't see the footage, mm -hmm. that relief from like the anxiety and stuff from the film never comes out of you. You never feel like renewed and stuff. Right. So like working on a film for eight months would kind of like drain you out because oh, sure. like for like five times a day it would be on your head it would be in your mind you know you're like okay i still have to do this okay i still have to do this business. yeah right, right yeah but yeah that's a that's a good question to ask yeah i never really ask people like how long does it take you to do a thing i'm like oh it's done okay can i see mm -hmm. <laughs> are you planning to write a feature movie in the future um yeah i want to but like a lot of like um I think it'd be easier to like help write a feature than write a feature if you get like a proper writer to do it because mm -hmm. like um it'd be i yeah I, I i i'd really want to do that but ideally like <laughs> there's like i can't write like an author or like describe stuff like i'll have stuff in my head mm -hmm. and then what i'll write down will be like timmy walked up the stairs and then fell down and that hurt really bad <laughs> but like you know actual writers have like so much more like depth in their writing so when the actors like read it they're like immersed and they know like what to do and like how mm -hmm. it feels um, but yeah, that it, it would be cool to have like creative control and like write it. Yeah, mm -hmm. I like r reading scripts. Uh, it's like when you compare it to compare a script to an actual book, a script is much more action descriptive. Yeah, like uh, the last one I remember, it's like action, action, action. So much easier to imagine it in your head than if you're just reading the book. It's just much more complicated if it's a book. Yeah, <laughs> a script is almost like a manual for like a person being like, I need you to do this. Right, right. So like, yeah, it's more descriptive. Does that make it also more fun to, do you find scripts more fun or books it's, more fun? It's more easier to read for me and like, it's more vivid in my mind. So it's, I, I enjoy it more, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's actually a good point. Cause why don't, why don't they write books like that? I mean, obviously, cause like, you know, it, it'd be like really strange, but like, when you're writing a script you do have in your mind like i want to make this as immersive as possible so mm -hmm. whoever's like reading it could like um really get into it and understand what i'm going for whereas a book is like it's kind of the same thing but like not as um focused on like the human interactions and like how immersed you want the reader to be right, right. i mean you do mm -hmm. but yeah i i i, I kind of understand what you mean yeah i wonder if there are any authors that actually write in that style that'd be interesting to check out yeah, holy shit, that's a good yeah. idea. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever thought about writing a book or something, a story maybe? <sighs> Not really, no. Mm -hmm. I, I've like journal a little bit, but that's just kind of like so I don't overthink. Right, right. But um, writing a book, that'd be cool. You mean journal a diary or something? Yeah, like a journal or a diary. I've done that a couple of times. Mm -hmm. It kind of helps. Every therapist that I've like been at, I've been like a two. Mm -hmm. um, they always say, always come back when you have like too much thought or anxiety. Write down your thoughts. Write right. down your thoughts. I don't like, I've been writing them down for like five years. <laughs> <laughs> it's not helping me. Uh, 
uh, but like, yeah, I guess it's good advice because I guess like if everyone with a degree like tells you to mm-hmm. write it down, then they know something that you don't. Yeah, but it definitely helps. Uh, I used to write in a diary too, but then I switched to recording my thoughts on a. Um, That's so cool. Yeah, it's just so much easier. You kind of talk to yourself, and then it gets recorded, and you kind of get the feeling like somebody is listening to you. And you just get the thoughts out of your head and the problems out of your head and just you can solve them like that. I fucking love that because like I always pictured in my head because before film school I did, I did chronology and I always pictured if I ever became a de- detective, you know, and I'm on a case, I'd be like, you know, <laughs> victim with this cup but left it on Oh tapped. my God, I just remember the first time I met you, you were wearing that detective coat. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone knows the tv show called detective colombo i think what it's called you just reminded me of him so much <laughs> i love i love it i love it it's like it's got that nice old pattern on it and stuff right, and right. I, I couldn't read this when i saw it i'm like i need to do this i this, this is how if i ever die i want people to picture me with that <laughs> have you ever thought um, about acting in your own movies um, or in movies in general, I, I would I would never want to do a main role or like a huge supporting role. I would love to be like maybe Why a not? main character because like I don't think like I don't know like I don't think I might I'm that like good at like acting mm-hmm. and like you know <laughs> it'd be fun at the moment but like it's it's kind of hard. I kind of did acting on our um, second. Um, short film and my friend uh jack trying to kind of try to direct me and i skipped off the line and i missed it a lot <laughs> and i think that was maybe because i was tired and we got everything together and we were uh-huh. starting to shoot but um i kind of got st- i started getting a little bit mad i'm like okay i get the line start shooting and it was taking like an hour for this one scene and i was like ah, no i don't have like the temperament for like being an actor I think it comes with the experience i'm pretty yeah. sure you'd make a great actor <laughs> thanks <laughs> I would I would try to I would try uh, some small roles and see where it goes from there. I feel like you would make a, a good actor. No way. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> you would definitely be like a person. I, you know, Justin would is like one of the best actors that I know. Just I still remember his last when he was uh, an actor in John and Benny's. Uh, did I say John and Benny's <laughs> and uh, Jack's film? Yeah, like uh, his. You know, his name is actually is uh, no, it's David. Sorry, name wrong. Jack's na- actual name is actually John. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. But they changed it, but yeah. So you weren't technically wrong, ish. <laughs> but yeah. Right, right. Um, wh- which film did he do? Oh, um, they fly uh, in the restaurant. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The fly was, in the restaurant. I don't know. That, that's why I remember the the fly, the guy wearing the fly costume. <laughs> The restaurant, it was a little bit creepy, but I loved it. It was so cool, yeah. yeah. I love that set. Um, yeah. No, yeah, I think the people that you least expect to be an actor could, like, be really good at acting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the art that you have for the uh, thing. Art oh, Serp. thanks. Yeah, I made it myself. I kind of copied it and made it myself, so it's, like, 50-50. So you're, like, all artists. Yeah, you yeah. just copy something and make it your own. <laughs> That's how you survive as an artist. Yeah. Well, I mean, nothing's ever like made purely by themselves. Everything's yeah, yeah. inspired by something. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. You know, coming into this interview, I was like walking down the hallway and I'm like, you know, normally if I met you on set, I'd have like hundred things to say, but I felt like when I would sit on this chair, I would just freeze Right. and I would just be staring in your eyes. And it would just be like every other podcast, like talking constant, and then me and you just be sitting here, and we're like, <clears throat> uh, "Good weather today." 
Yeah. <laughs> you didn't get these uh, <laughs> colored. Oh, shit. Why is it so different, though? Uh, I mean, when you have a conversation and when you have to record it, I mean, there is no one in here. It's just you realize the fact that there are cameras and microphone and the way you behave is different. What's the difference? Well, it's kind of different. Well, no, I wouldn't say no one's here because, like, the cameras and stuff, like, um, even if one person or two people see it, mm-hmm. you're, like, thinking, okay, people are going to see this. So right. you try to be not at your best, but, like, you know, where it's, like, you know, you seem engaging and, like, you know, into, like, what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But if you're just having a conversation, there's no pressure, you know? Right. Like, I could say, like, something really dumb to you. Uh-huh. And I would be like, eh, we'll just go by and we'll talk about it tomorrow. I say something dumb here or something very bad. People are going to see that. People are going to laugh at me. Yeah, or me and be like, okay, well, I'm never going to work with that guy again. <laughs> he said, what? <laughs> Oh shit! You just start bringing up Palestine and Israel and all the most controversial things. Oh shit! No, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh goddamn. But um, how's it been uh, since uh, graduating? Because you've been you've been doing a lot. Uh, you were in other schools and stuff. You uh, what, what was it? You grad you you graduated from film school and then you also almost did an engineering. Oh, it was a, it was an audio school. Like they had a film program, but it was the audio program. Audio for me. program, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, then I did the computer science program. I actually still in the middle of it, but I'm taking a little break right now. Uh, yeah, that, that's what I've been doing. Okay, tell me if this is how you feel. So I dropped out of like university mainly because I wasn't really getting good marks and mm-hmm. I wasn't like too into what I was studying. But after like getting out of um, uh, thing and then going to film school, because you know how film school is kind of like an entrepreneur path. I mean, depending on what, if you want to be a grip or an editor, it's kind of like more like you know, it's still kind of entrepreneur. Right. But. You know, the, like, um, what was my point? So what I'm trying to say is, like, um, so when I quit that stuff, which is, I was trying to do criminology and, like, you know, you get a degree and then you get the job. And then from that job, they, you get more jobs because based on your experience and they don't look at your university. Mm-hmm. For film school, um, it's just kind of, like, making connections and then working off your own work. And then, like, you know, it's basically entrepreneurship. And I was saying, like, be- because of my experience at, like, taking an entrepreneurship path, if I ever went back to university, I would be like, this is so much easier. I just get good grades and then like the rest is like, you know, the system does it for me. I mean, I still have to interview and make a resume and stuff, but like my credentials of where I graduated is like infinitely more important than it would be like for film school. Right, right. So like I was saying, uh, my question to you is that, um, do you feel like if you were to go back to school coming from audio school and stuff, like you would do like your task and stuff so much easier and better now? Hmm, that's a good question. The what the, the one thing that I learned from going to audio school and uh, schools like that in general, you learn how to socialize there. Like you realize that making connections in this industry is very important. So I would definitely do make more connections and if I went back to school, and because that's a very important thing. Um, but would it be easier? I don't know. Like, I really get the idea, just get the good marks and the system will do it for you. That could be true. You're saying, like, it might be true, but it's probably, like, 50-50. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I, I completely under- I agree with you of socializing. When I was in university, like, no one socialized. Mm-hmm. I went to um, Scarborough UFD, 
And, like, I think, like, 50% or a big bulk of it is, like, uh, international students. And international students are, like, only talking to their own international students yeah, that are yeah. from there. And it's, like, a chain block. <laughs> and um, no one would socialize. And then people would show up to classrooms with, like, pajamas and stuff. And I remember this one instant that um, me and my friend were walking to campus. And I saw, like, this person in pajamas and, like, a rope. And I pointed at him. And I was with my friend Vlad. And I said, who's that homeless person? And... <laughs> Which is very mean. I was joking. I was joking. I dressed like that too. Oh, but shit. I said to my friend, who's, who's that homeless person? And Vlad said to me, that's my professor. What? <laughs> what? That was a professor? That was a professor. Holy shit. Yeah. And like, apparently like in UFT, well, Scarborough, like people show up in their pajamas and stuff and just sit in campuses. And once they're done, they just get out and stuff. But he, but he, was he having class? In he was having class. Yeah, I, I, that guy, like, he, wa no, I think class ended, and he was walking to the parking lot, which right. is fucking expensive. It's like three fifty a month for like, or two fifty for parking at that space. Uh -huh. But um, yeah, he was just walking there, and I was just surprised, like, what the hell? <laughs> it's a professor. Yeah, but like, I didn't try to socialize at all. There was this. Oh, sorry. There's this one instant funny story where I had like an exam uh -huh. at a university, and I did not get any sleep because I was studying all night, and um. I took these um, these small red pill bottles. They're like five hours thing to like keep you awake. Right, right. And um, I'm like, okay, I need this. I need this. I need this. So I take two of them and I drink that. And it tastes weird. It's like, it's like batteries. It tastes like batteries, but with a lot of sugar. Okay. Have you ever like put batteries in your mouth when you were a kid? Yeah, it's like a bit sour. Sour, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's like a little bit electric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I take it and I take two of them in the bathroom and I go do the test. No effect. I do the test. I like almost sleep. And as soon as I finish the test and I start walking home, it fucking hits me. And I'm shaking and I'm having like almost diarrhea, emancipation. Like oh, it was, Jesus it was, Christ. it was awful. Wow, and it took two tablets too. Yeah. I thought it would help me, but it's, I don't know why. Like everyone I talked to is like, no, it kicks in after a half an hour. Mm -hmm. But for me, it kicked in right after like an hour and 20 minutes after I was finished doing the test. Right. So then I was like stuck at home and I just wanted to go to sleep, but I couldn't because I was shaking all day. Could it be the stress? It could have been the stress. Yeah, like the positive effect of the, of the pill? I have no idea. Shit. That sucks though. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah that, um, the university experience was like a scarring and fun experience. Mm -hmm. There would be... Um, I would have um, three roommates, and um, I would never really socialize. Oh, with you live in a dorm? I did. No, Sweet. no. Dorms, not dorms. It was kind of a dorm, not really. We lived under a discreet guy's house uh -huh. that was next to the university, because I applied for a dorm a little bit late, uh -huh. and they were awful. So I had to like uh, find a place, and I found a place under his basement, and I had three other roommates. Um, one of them had like a girlfriend that he always had, uh -huh. and then the other guy was just kind of like his own thing, quiet and stuff. And... Um, <laughs> The uh, guy with the girlfriend would always smoke and stuff inside the dorm, which I didn't really mind. But I remember there was one instance where um, uh, when I was in the basement, I was sleeping and I had to wake up early uh, for class the other day. Um, I heard like singing outside my window because like, you know, when you're in the basement, you have this small window. Mm -hmm. It's like showing off the grass and mm -hmm. stuff. And I, and I texted my friend. I'm like, that sounds like his him. And I texted him. like, are you fucking singing at like 4 a.m.? He's like, yeah, it's my birthday. Do you want to come? And then I'm like, no. And then I hear his girlfriend, Daniel, you should come outside. What the hell? And I'm trying to fucking sleep. <laughs> 4 fucking a.m., come on. Yeah, oh but God. he was drunk as hell. And um, yeah, that, 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 it was a, it was a, it was a fun experience. Mm -hmm. I feel like back in the de that day, everything like looked different and tasted different, you know? Mm -hmm. um, 
you're an immigrant too, like me, right? Yeah. When you like came to Canada, like what was like the first thing that popped into your eye that was like so different from Ukraine? The smell. The, the smell? smell? I remember the smell. Oh my yeah. god! I smell. I, I remember like no, I don't know if it's a smell, but the first like taking in the air. <laughs> yeah. For me, it was all the cars. The cars. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was the smell of detergent. I moved to Mississauga, the first place in Canada. And uh, apparently, lots of people were doing laundry, and I smelled this uh, detergent, and now that smell is connected with Canada with me. I don't know. Like every time I smell detergent, it's like uh, kind of go back in time. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> I kind of have that too. But for me, um, I, the only thing I have that smell is like when I first bought an Xbox 360. Well, my parents said I didn't have a job. Back, mm-hmm. I like smelled it, and it smelled like a manufactured new thing. Right. And I smell it inside of like new cars or like new taxis that I get inside of. Like that smell of like when it just comes out of the factory, and it always reminds me back of like Halo 3 and Xbox. It's yeah, nice I thing. get that. Yeah, I like the smell too. Like the plasticky and you. Yeah, 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 it's such a good smell. <laughs> Do you ever smell books? Like every time I buy a new book, I don't know. I just open it and smell the. <laughs> it's so weird. You just have this little urge. You never do that in a library, do you? You don't no. just go in and no, pick no, a no, book no. and just... No. No. <laughs> There's like people looking at you and you're like... <gasps> oh, fool. <laughs> you like get high off it? Just so many people touch that. Like, uh, I don't know. If the book is very old, like um, a year ago, maybe two years ago. There's a... What's it's called? Monkey Pond? Somewhere in Bloor. And it has a machine that pops out books. So you put a token in it for $2, and it gives you a random book. And I got a book from 1892. Damn. Like a fiction. And that one I had to smell. (laughs) (laughs) Even though it was old. I do that too, though. I'm not going to lie. I do that too. Um, But but even with girls, I think it's just uh, I have more... Like some people are touchy, some people are visual. I'm more smell-oriented. Like when I'm chilling with a girl i just smell over everything (laughs) like you smell so good and she's like why are you smelling me it's like i need to know your perfume yeah yeah. (laughs) i'm like that too i sometimes walk down the streets of college Mm -hmm. and i smell like good guys cologne like i smell good like i forgot like is perfume like unisex or is it like for girls or for guys uh, I think nowadays it's unisex, it's unisex yeah. right? But I sometimes I smell like really good colognes, and I'm like, man, that smells really good. And I start walking, mm-hmm. and I don't like trace the smell, right? But I hope like it follows me for another five or ten seconds. I'm like, I could sniff this up all day. It's so good. <laughs> it's like the right amount of like spice and like nice like sweetness of very smell. Right. Yeah. Yeah, some colognes are very good, but some are so annoying, and maybe people are just putting too much on themselves. Yeah. I've seen some people they do this kind of stuff. My. <laughs> My favorite, my favorite is um, I remember in high school people used to uh, get their axes and they would flick in front of them, not on their body, and they would fall down and they just walk in them. <laughs> and then you have like a mob of girls running after you. Yep, just like the advertised. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I'm a small person too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. too small of people. <laughs> That's what we are. We just love the weird stuff. stuff. Weird stuff. It's better than feet stuff. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. Feet <laughs> is just fucking weird. Your, everyone's feet looks ugly. I'm sorry. Uh, like, not know. not ugly, but, like, it's feet. <laughs> it's, like, if I looked at, like, 
10 different feats and you told me one of them was uh, Margot Robbie's or right. Megan Fox's, I yeah. couldn't tell you. Like, yeah. I'd be like, it's just a feat. Everyone has the same looking toes and feet. I don't know. Like, I, I, I might have a king for feet. Like, not super crazy, but like, <laughs> I, I can go for it. Go I'm not king shaming. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I don't get people like uh, the boob guys. The boob like, guys? Yeah. Like, you don't get boob, but you get feet. Uh, I, Come I, on. I get boobs, but like when people are getting crazy over huge boobs, like <laughs> in Japan, you know, sometimes you watch some uh, Japanese porn. Oh my God, yes. And they just, just love ladies with huge breasts. It's like it's bigger like, than their body proportion. Yes. I'm what, like, why? Why? Just like make it like, you know, yeah. normal. Like I, even if it's like slightly bigger than their like waist and hips, I get it. But like. Yeah, it's just, I don't get it. I don't get it either. It's too much. Yeah. People like makes like requests to the artist like, hey, could you just draw like slightly bigger than normal boobs? And then the artist like, okay. <laughs> I was like, great. Now I just I just have to I can't do it now. Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. You know, it's funny. Um, I'm not gonna say someone by name, but it's so funny. This is this might be a cultural thing, but someone on set that we were working on last time. No, don't I'm, I'm gonna okay. say the same, but like he was like telling us, guys, I need to talk about something. There's way too much mom and sister porn. And I was like, yeah, there is. Why the titles? Why the titles? Like, it could just be like, you know, two women, you know, good time, you know, whatever. But why do you have to title it like mom and... Like, why? No one... Like, who gets hard off of it? Like, no one is going to be from the south or like the weird parts of like Europe or like right. Middle East or something. Like, there's going to be like, oh, yeah, sisters and everything. Like, who's asking for it? Is it on high demand? I don't know. I think it just feels different because it's kind of forbidden it's like forbidden fruit and people kind of get more no one but i i like what's the population of people that are like yes i want to have intercourse with my mother or sis like not that high <laughs> yeah. so like what's the demand it's like my friend's mom maybe i could understand that but it's never titled that right, right. it's just my mom <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's weird yeah stop it Stop. <laughs> you just, perps. Just change the title. God. Uh, but I guess there is a demand. If people keep doing it, I mean, yeah, they keep watching it. So that's why. I mean, mm. uh, as long as the classic stays, you know, I'm stuck in the, uh, under the thing. I'm stuck in the washer. Please it's the help. best. It's the best. <laughs> it's the fucking best. Uh, I was uh, in, our, in our history class with uh, Scott. Apparently, the first porno that like was because um, porno was illegal because uh -huh. like you can't do sexual favors for money. So videotaping and made sexual, and that's the history of porn. Um, but apparently, the very first porn sketch was like two people were in an elevator, uh -huh. and one of them got out, and the other one was like having they were having an argument, and the guys like. Fuck you. Oh, shit. <laughs> so the woman was like, fuck you. And then the other guy was like, fuck you. And then they started having sex. What the fuck? And that was like the first script. It's the greatest <laughs> thing ever. What a plot. Oh, it, my God. It's such a good plot. I, I always wonder, like, are, like, porn directors, like, really on cocaine and, like, All right, just, just do that, do that. Yeah, that's good, that's good. No, no, you got to make it real. Oh, my God. Close up on her face. <laughs> <laughs> I just remembered, uh, do you remember the first time you encountered porn? I still remember uh, VHC, VHS, VHS. Oh my God, really? Oh, VHC, right? The video cassettes. I have something embarrassing to say. And I remember my brother put a, he bought a porn cassette somewhere and he put it into a different uh, cassette folder. 
yeah like the christmas something christmasy and i remember oh i want to watch that movie like i was watching the collection of the cassettes that's about christmas that should be a comedy that should be fun <laughs> no, no. <laughs> 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 How old were you? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Around seven, eight. Oh my god! That, that was young. That was young. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. And yeah, I just uh, start playing it, and this this is not Christmas. This is something. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. You kept watching though. You didn't like turn it away, did you? I was curious. Yeah, <laughs> you <were> curious. <laughs> sure, sure. No, I watched cur- it many times after that. <laughs> My first encounter of porn. It wasn't really porn. It was like it was kind of embarrassing. Like, I watched. Uh, I went on YouTube and I put lesbians kissing. And I remember the video was two uh, very attractive women that were kissing in like a pool, empty like community pool, uh-huh. and. Um, my friend like found out that I was watching it on YouTube and he's like, dude, you know there's porn, right? I'm like, what's that? And he shows me. I'm like, they could do that? <laughs> there is this many videos online? <laughs> oh my god. Holy shit. And like, I just started like browsing. I'm like, oh my god, so many ethnicities, so many positions. <laughs> there's the user interface is oh so much god. better than YouTube. Right, right. I still remember like uh, the one time when I was trying to find porn on YouTube. <laughs> it's not finding anything why why like i spent good two hours i didn't find anything oh uh, yeah. yeah porn is one of those things where it's like um i guess i don't know I, I guess for guys it's different it's like you're like you need to do it to clear your head and stuff and you do it and then after you're done mm-hmm. you're just like standing there you're like what have i become <laughs> what have i done i'm a fucking degenerate i hate this is myself so true. oh my god you know, and it's like, um, everyone says this and it's obvious, but like, you never want to catch yourself seeing yourself jerk off. You're just like the biggest, stupidest person, looking person ever. I remember uh, someone commented, a guy coming during sex, uh, some girl, and she explained like, the guy's face looks like, uh, what did she say? It's full of dry tears. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> full, of, full of how? What is that supposed to like? <laughs> it's like it's like he's like yeah he's like that, but then he's just never crying. <laughs> right, right. Oh shit. Oh god. Yeah. Let's just change the subject. Okay. We yeah. Talk about too much. <laughs> I feel like we're getting way into this. Oh god uh, damn it. What else can we talk about? Um. Oh, you're moving to New York soon. Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah. So yeah. what are you planning to do there? Um, live in a big city, walk around, mm-hmm. feel like those hipster intellectuals, you know, filmmakers. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I don't know. It sounds exciting. It, it's weird, but like when I was like, um, like at a very, not like a young age, but like when I really got into filmmaking and like even when I was in university, I kind of wanted to always move to Brooklyn or like New York. Like, I like rich cities and stuff and big cities, mm-hmm. but I kind of like the struggle cities a little bit too, you know? I like, um, like I love I love Toronto and I think it's like one of my favorite cities too. It has its problems and stuff, but the streets that I live in, like college and like Queen and stuff, it's like those places that I like really like where it's like, I don't really like too much high skyscrapers. Mm-hmm. I feel like skyscrapers for me are like kind of dehumanizing. It's like, it makes me feel a little bit alienated right. and like a tourist mm-hmm. a lot of times, but like places where like, it's like fifth, fifth floor or sixth floor, like buildings and stuff with like um, shops and like, you know, 
restaurants like on downstairs of it it kind of feels cool it's like i could do stuff more there's more things to do right. i see like more people more connected with this yeah where like if i walk in dundas or like um very uh, main downtown i feel like i'm just a stupid kid with a bunch of wall street people walking around mm. and like people in business suits and people that are doing stuff and i'm just like what am i doing All right. <laughs> but um yeah um I don't know. I've always been really into um, traveling and moving and stuff. And, like, I like being in places that I have no idea what's happening. Like, um, at, like, a young age, I, like, kind of saved up money and I went to Japan, like, when I was 18 for, like, a week. Oh, fuck you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I'm amazing. I know. But um, it was so cool. I was, like, it was super clean, super nice. It was a funny story. I almost, fuck, I, did I, t- I told you. I'll tell it on a uh, thing. About the um, flooding. Do you remember or no? Uh, I don't remember. Wait, so. so when I went to Japan, I like was at Kyoto, which was their um, former capital, and then they changed it to Tokyo. Right. I don't know what's the political reason was for it, but um, I went there. Uh, so I checked out Kyoto. It was super fun, super clean. Um, and then when I went to Tokyo, I wanted to buy my sister a mask. Uh-huh. She. This was before like COVID, like really, really blew up and stuff, right? I think no, this was before COVID. Right. She wanted a mask with like a cool design that one of the rappers that she really loved had it and it was made in Japan. So I go there and I couldn't find it and it's like one of my last, it's the second last day before my plane takes off. Um, so I took a bullet train from Kyoto to Tokyo and I go and I can't find it. I'm trying to take the bullet train back and I find out that the bullet train stops like working after nine. Right. And I'm a city away from where my airport's going to be and taking off. So I was going to lose it. So then I'm like fucking panic- panicking. Like, holy fuck, what do I do? So I have my phone. I kind of Google, uh, like, uh, spots to like get to that old city. And, uh, all it says on my Google maps is that there's a bus there's a bus that takes me from Tokyo to there and like the perfect time, but it doesn't tell me which side of the, um, the bridge the bus is on. Mm-hmm. It's like this huge bridge. So I'm like, there's like four buses on each side of the bridge and they're not coming. They're not all parked there. They're all coming like one at a time. So I'm like running across the bridge like six times. Like, Hey, are you going to Kyoto? 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 And I was kind of funny in my perspective because there was an old woman sitting on the bridge and I had a big pocket of change in my uh, pocket. Right. And she would just hear every five minutes, as me as i'm running like across and across and across i felt like a spongebob sketch or something (laughs) anyway i make it there i get to on the um flight and i leave and then i find out the next day that a day after i left no on the day that i left um there was a flooding that happened at the airport that i took off at right yeah oh okay now i remember yeah so I was like, damn, I dodged two bullets. Right, right. I almost missed my flight and the airport. I almost got, well, it did get flooded, but I almost, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Japan was super sick. It was cool. How long did you stay there? I forgot. I, uh, a week. Okay. I couldn't afford it That's more better. That. I would hate you more if you stayed there for two months or so. No, I can't do that. No, I don't want to stay in a hotel for two months. Or, oh, you were in a hotel, right. Yeah. yeah. I could have been in an Airbnb at a house, which I think I'll do next time. Mm-hmm. It'd be more cool. But yeah, it's like super clean and stuff. And also, you know, I was a wee back then. Still right. am certified, and then um, one thing I didn't like about it too much is the work culture around it. Everyone always was kind of like in a rush in a state. Mm. It was kind of humid too, which I kind of liked. But it's kind of like I like warm weathers, but not like humidity weathers. Mm-hmm. You know, it's right. like fuck, it's hard to breathe. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it was it was cool. I saw I saw like for an instance like this woman that had like um, heels on and was wearing a very tight suit, and then she was also on a bike running down the street like with like a briefcase in her hand 
it was something out of like a movie. Right, right. It was like, yeah, it, it's the work culture there. Like you could just sense it when you walk across the streets and stuff. Yeah. Shit. Do you, uh, you just mentioned Air, Airbnb and I had this picture in my mind. Uh, do you look for cameras there? Do you think people are, people are actually putting cameras in their Airbnb? Oh, fuck, dude. Um, there was, I, I do actually. There's this one cool device. I don't know if you've seen it on YouTube. It's like a laser mm -hmm. reflector. And you just shine it everywhere in the room. And what it does is that it reflects the lenses of a camera hidden inside anywhere back. But isn't it too small? Like you'll have to really go everywhere with the laser. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think it covered like a decent chunk of like area. It'll oh, take okay. a while. But you could do like most surfaces that are like possible to right, do. Right, right. Like it's not going to be like you click it and it's like, mm -hmm. But like like anywhere that could be like inside of like a napkin tissue place or like mm. inside of a double window. Right, right, right. Yeah. But I think they do, yeah. Mm. Gotta check it out. God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I've been thinking about that recently and like, no, I don't want people watching me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Have you uh, thought about traveling anywhere other than Japan? Ah, uh, like Japan is number one, definitely. I want to... It's live, cool. Live there for at least a year or there, maybe more. There is a lot of French people that go to Japan. French people? French people, like, um, people from France. Right. Like, <laughs> French people. Uh, people from France, like, I f apparently, like, it's their number one uh, destination. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. From Europe, at least. How, yeah. How come? I don't know. They just really, like, like their culture and stuff. And I ran into, like, so many of them there. Mm -hmm. There's this one hipster that I kind of ran into with, like, you know, ponytail back shirt and you know you get the gist we have a lot right, in college right. but um i was like um walking into this temple and he's like uh take your shoes off and i wasn't even like inside the temple yet i was about to take my shoes off mm. but he thought like he just had to give me the authority to like take my i hate when people do that i'm like it's like i'm like off. i'm like dude it's a fucking old ass fucking temple and like there's cockroaches all right, right. relax relax yeah. you're not you're not you're not you're not sacred here you're not protecting yeah. anything but just when you're about to do something and people tell you to do this thing, it's like I want to punch you in the face. <laughs> I was like, I was like, dude, fuck off. Yeah, just fuck off, bro. I'll, I'll literally piss in the corner of this temple, <laughs> <laughs> and the goddess will <laughs> help me. Oh shit! I wouldn't do that. But uh, other countries aside from Japan, mm, I would want to go to China, mm, India, um, Africa. That'd be sick. Yeah. Yeah, those would be uh, my three first ones. Where would you want to go for Africa? Because Africa is, like, huge. Would you right, want right. to go north, south, central? I have no idea. That's why I want to go there. It's like uh, I'm trying to go to places that I have really no information in my head. So any place in Africa would do. But so maybe, Egypt is, like, the last place you would go? Yeah, maybe more more south uh, or in the middle, middle of Africa. I kind of want to go to Egypt and stuff. Egypt? Egypt, yeah. Because, right. like... The fucking pyramids, dude. Like those things are fucking old. Right. And like, you know that the, you know that saying where it was um what was it the we're closer to the Romans like in terms of time period like timeline than the Romans were closer to like they're closer to us mm -hmm. than they were to the Egyptians. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh shit. So so the time that has passed between us and like the Roman Empire is like more closely linked uh -huh. than our than their time to the Egyptians. And we still have the pyramids. Yeah. 
fuck. Those yeah. things are old. Those things are freaking old. Do they have fences around the uh, pyramids? No, they built they they built cities around them, which is pretty cool. Because like imagine like waking up in the morning and getting out of your house, and then right, there's right. like a temp like a huge pyramid next to you. So you can uh, get um... you can, you can climb it. Really? Yeah. I thought you cannot, because I remember seeing a video on the internet. The guy climbed the pyramid on the very, the very top, and people were chasing him. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never mind then. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> it was a fake. I don't know. Oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but yeah, those are it's crazy. Um, sorry for changing. I I want to kind of go to um I don't want to go to uh, South Africa because mm-hmm. like I feel like. It's like the most colonized place of all the Africas. You know, there's not much like, there's obviously culture and it's beautiful and stuff there too. But I feel like Central Africa would be cool. Because mm-hmm. like, it's also like a little bit like um, not um, industrialized as right, much right. as other places. Yeah, yeah. So it'd be cool like there, yeah. Would you be afraid of the animals there? <sighs> See, here, here's, here's how stupid I am. I would rather fucking be like placed with exotic animals than exotic in- instincts. Like not in- insects, instincts. <laughs> Like, I can't go to Australia. I would hate to fucking see a big spider. i kill myself. So you'd rather be around lions than... Well, okay. I'm, I don't mean it like that, all right? I mean, like, if there would be lions, sure. I'm not saying I would rather be in front of a lion than in front of a big right. spider. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck. No. I mean, like, uh... I'd rather be... I mean, yeah, if I'm, like, in a safe city and, like, they tell me, okay, just stay off this road. This is where the lions are. I'd rather be there right. than just, like sleeping in australia and there's a fucking spider eating yeah, bird above my head i'm like no fuck no yeah insects are creepy insects are fucking creepy so you're not going to australia fuck no of- fuck no no <laughs> never <laughs> fuck australia i'm sorry no uh, I, I just no. new zealand's no different i thought new zealand was better but i think they have the same insane insects really? too Maybe a little bit less. Uh-huh. New Zealand's kind of more like more Mediterranean and like cooler and more, it's like Hawaii almost. Right. I get the vibes because they got like what are those cool birds? Not emus. It's like the that that the thing is like it's not a bird, but uh-huh. it's also not a penguin. It's just like a depressed bird. As feathers. Depressed birds. What the fuck? I just pretend. I mean, like if you can't be a penguin and you can't fly, like what's the point of being a bird? <laughs> you can't even run fast. <laughs> The only reason this bird, I forgot the name of the bird, but the only reason this bird hasn't been fucking extinct is because, like, there's no predatory, like, stuff in New Zealand that could hunt it and make it go extinct. Yeah, this bird is so useless. I forgot the name of it. It's in one of the movies. I forgot the name of it. Fuck. Or animations. Anyway. Oh, Kiwi? Yeah, Kiwi. Kiwi? Yeah. They're cute, though. They're cute, but the fuck did they do? <laughs> they can't climb trees. <laughs> they can't run fast. They can't swim. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. God just did not like them in the evolution points. Could be. Could be. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? You know, you know what's funny about um, being graduated from film school and, like, um, not being able to, like... Um, immediately pursue like the like um not making it like right away like it's like a slow build up to like where you want to get to in film school Mm -hmm. it's like trying to fill up like your day with like a bunch of hobbies and everything and like i try to like have an organized schedule where it's like okay i'm gonna work out i'm gonna draw and i'm gonna learn guitar Mm -hmm. fucking have like done like five percent of that i can't like it's so depressing too sometimes because i'm like all right why is it so hard to organize your day like, it sounds easy. I'm just going to be doing that and that and that. Because, like, there's just so much more fun shit to do. Yeah. And so many distractions, too. Yeah. 
I mean, like, we live in a time era where, like, the time span or the attention span of um, people are, like, a minute or, like, an hour. Right, right. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of this, too. Like, I don't want to watch a movie that's, like, two hours long. Mm-hmm. I don't want to watch a movie that's, like, an hour and 50 minutes long. An hour of 45 is, like, good. And it's, like, it's really engaging. Mm-hmm. Like, TikTok and everything and, like, video games. Like, let me just get in a match and play, like, half an hour and I'll right. play on the next match. And with something like guitar or, like, drawing and stuff, it's, like, you first have to, like, do it. It doesn't sound, like, by person, like, the way you want it. And then, like, you have to go back and, like, look at a video and look at it again. It's, like, it's patience taking time and you nurture. And it's, like, you really have to, like, critique yourself and think about how you're doing stuff and learn technique. Like, you're really good at guitar. Oh, thanks. I'm surprised you didn't say Like, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> like... <laughs> Freaking! I remember on the first set that we were on on a just not I think it was the no it wasn't the first set did we meet on Justin's set Justin's yeah yeah I was like playing this song on the guitar and I was like I, that might have been Justin who interrupted it no I think it was you I played like the uh, Left for Dead song the melody the melody right. da, da, da. Yeah, yeah I remember that and I was like ah oh, yeah the crowd's liking it yeah cool and then you pick up the guitar and it, and you just fucking play it on my like, sorry bro I was like. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, the whole time you were playing, I'm like, come on, just miss a note, miss a note, miss a note, miss a string, make a bad sound, just anything. Just played it so smoothly. And I'm like, I'm an amateur. Oh, sorry. No, it's good. No, I mean, like, it was was cool because then I was like, oh, I was wrong. The song actually should sound like that. Never mind. Uh, Why do you think, actually, the attention span is getting less these days? Entertainment's just everywhere. Because of Um, entertainment? Yeah, just like everything's in your face and, like, everything's fast, like... Um, I feel like a fucking <laughs> person trying to pretend to be in a TED talk, but like, you know, you you have your phone, you know, like if there's an earthquake in uh, Philadelphia or like across the world, and you know it. It's also like you just you're just being hit with everything so fast. Mm-hmm. They just move on and pass on next, next, next. Like um, I used to be really sad about like certain tragic events that used to happen, like an earthquake in Iran or like other places. Mm-hmm. But like nowadays, I'm like. Fuck, that sucks. And then I, and I switch. I'm like, oh shit, active volcano. <laughs> well, sucks to live there. Uh, it just reminded me of this comedian. What's his name? Patrice O'Neill, and he has a video on YouTube. And one of his bits was uh, like a similar thing. Like he was watching a movie, and there are kids in Africa are starving. And it was like, like he was trying to give a fuck, and just, I can't. Tell <laughs> 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 I don't give a fuck. It's just. Uh, I'm so like on that yeah Uh, I was also um, I was speaking of comedians there's also another comedian that I kind of like what's his name he's the um, New York comedian Um, what's the you know the star of the guy um, King of Staten Island King of Staten Island yeah he he started in that movie he's like it was it wasn't really that Pete Davidson is that a comedian I'm not sure he's in SNL not sure okay this is a bad way of saying do you know who this is but his dad died on 9-11 I don't know. You don't remember him? No. Okay, well, he had, like... <laughs> Imagine trying to, like, find someone. like, fuck, what's his name? His dad died in 9-11. Remember him? <laughs> of course, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Firefighter. I forgot his name. I'll, I'll get... Um, I'm a nobody, so it doesn't matter if I don't give him credit right now. But um, he had this one sketch where, like, um, he, he loved this... You know Louis C.K.? Yeah. So he, like, looked up to him. Louis C.K. was working at this thing. And um, Louis C.K. hated him because he caught him, like, smoking weed and stuff. And he's, like, so upset. And he tried to get him fired. But he ended up not getting fired. Uh And um, 
one day arrived when then the sexual allegations and like the evidence came like, like you know he mistreated his uh, staff and like did all this fucked up stuff and then uh, Pete Davidson or I fancy his name the comedian was like I was so happy I was so happy that someone that I looked up to that I liked that hated me finally got fucking cancelled like that <laughs> and I was like that's so true if that ever does happen to me like with someone that's like very professional and like looked upon like really good um, it'd be so relieving that's like ah oh, yeah he got cancelled he got caught I'm good <laughs> wait is it uh, is that Pete it's not Peter right Peter what's his name I'm gonna get his name right now cause I'm curious now I wanna see oh my phone is recording <laughs> I'm thinking about the the Indian guy. Uh, his name is um, Peter, Peter Russell. Russell, Russell Crowe. Pe- Russell, Peter Russell. Peter Russell. Yeah. R- Russell Peters. Russell Peters. No, Peter. Peter. No, it's Russell Peters. I think. I think his name is Peter, because I remember he was. Uh, um, Pete saying, Davidson. I was right. Pete Davidson. It is Pete Davidson. Can I see his picture? Uh, it is this one. I don't know the guy. Oh, uh, you don't know? Like, him? his name is kind of familiar, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah, he dated Ariana Grande for a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Gotta check him out. Yeah. He's, he's pretty funny. His movies are like, eh, mm-hmm. but like, his com- his comedy is really good. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, stand-up is funny. It's fun to watch. It is, yeah. Nerve-wracking. I always, I always, I, I don't know how, like, comedians do stand-up. Like, anyone could, like, heckle you at any time, and then, like, you would have, it's up to you to, like, you know be like the person to like you know shut them down and like have a comeback at them you know mm-hmm. yeah have you noticed though that uh black comedians are much more funnier than white ones <laughs> i don't know you Is know this... you know from my experience i've actually had that experience where i'm like yeah they're more talented in it yeah i feel like well who's your favorite like comedians uh i'll say for mine like um uh kevin hart and definitely. like um yeah. fuck, what's his name? dave chappelle, dave chappelle like yeah. I, I don't know anyone that's like comes close to them as being funny and hilarious. Um, there was a time where, well, it's what's his name, George. Um, there was this comedian that he was kind of funny, but he was more like an activist than being funny. Mm-hmm. He was like liberal comedian, but like an actual liberal, not like a liberal liberal where it's like, oh, I'm a liberal, but like you know, you're a conservative. Mm-hmm. Right, right. He was like a person that like was against like um, censorship and against war and stuff. I forgot his name, George. Um, he, had, he worked on HBO. He passed away, sadly. Oh. But, um, yeah, like, there was that guy. I, I gotta get his name. Ah, whatever. Also, Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah. Oh, I think he's okay. He's amazing. Fuck he's, off. I love that guy. Eh, <laughs> I like Jon Stewart more. I don't know Jon Stewart. Jon Stewart's the guy that was the um, original runner of uh, The Daily Show. No. You know, you watch Trevor uh, Noah's, like, show on, on YouTube? No. Like, I watched Just, a few. I didn't like them. Yeah, I didn't like his show. Yeah. But, like, Jon Stewart was, like, the other guy. I guess he's pretty good for just comedy, mm-hmm. for sake. But I don't I don't know. Yeah. I like my, my – my, you know, it's funny. My dad, um, the only comedy sketch that he's ever laughed so hard and he cried was from a Louis C.K. sketch. Mm-hmm. And um, he laughed so hard and his stomach hurt that we had to pull over and he had tears in his eyes. <laughs> and it was, like – it was a pretty simple sketch, too. It was about, like, um, running <laughs> – it's like Louis C.K. when he had no money and then he called the bank and then the bank like called him and stuff and he's like, what do you want? I have no money. He's like, no, sir, you have negative money. He's like, so I don't have money. No, he's like, no, sir, you don't, you have negative money. He's like, what the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> I remember that bit. That was funny. Yeah. He's like, so I have to give you $5 to have nothing, to have zero. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. It's, 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 you know, there's something so like, 
I, I love I love it. Every time I show my dad something that's like so funny or any of my parents and right. they laugh really hard, I love it. It's like such a rewarding experience. Right. Like um I would like see something that I enjoy and stuff, but like it makes the experience like ten times better if I see them like laugh at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever showed your dad like any movie clips or like music and stuff that you're into and then see his reaction? Never, it never happened. No? It never happened. Aw, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. We missed out on everything. <laughs> yeah. Um I, I remember watching one time, uh, what's his name, Patricia Neil again, and mm-hmm. it was like night time, I was about to go to sleep, and I was just watching one of his uh, specials, and he made a joke, I was I was laughing so hard, it was like, <laughs> my neighbors probably heard me laughing, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't calm down for 10 minutes, it was so funny, it's just, uh, yeah. You ever, yeah, what was the most, like, recent time that you did, like, something, like, by accident or funny that, like, made you cry laughing so hard? Oh, that's a good question. I don't remember. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't remember the last time I had a good laugh. Yeah, I, I, I had a recent good laugh, which um, me and my roommate, Jack, were, like, coming back from work. Huh. And um, we were, like, driving back to downtown. And then we were next to this um, big apartment building. And there's a gym inside that apartment building. And people were working out. And Jack's like, that's a good exercise. And I look over and I don't see the gym because like I wasn't, I couldn't really see it. It was kind of blurry, but I see a poster of this guy holding an ax uh-huh. and I was like looking at it and I was like, I guess throwing an ax is like a good workout, you know? I'm like, yeah. And <laughs> Jack was so confused. <laughs> I was like, yeah, hey, weren't you talking about this picture of the guy throwing the ax? And he's like, no, I was talking about the gym. <laughs> I, was, I was so confused. We also done like other funny things. Um, there was this one time where um, allegedly um, me, Jack, and Ben, um, we were like walking home from um, allegedly mm-hmm. college, and um, there was this yellow bench in front of this um, this restaurant, and um, we one day were like, "Wouldn't that look nice in our backyard?" We're like, "Yeah." <laughs> so we picked up the yellow bench in front of the restaurant, and we were just walked across it in the oh street, my God. and no one stopped us. You guys are so bad. <laughs> it's funny too, cause like, no one questioned us. It was just it was kind of late at night too. Act with authority, and no one will question you. Yeah, we have to take it away. You just, you just, yeah. It, there was something. There was something. There was a funny joke that I also wanted to do, mm-hmm. which was the bench was kind of broken. It was like the park benches, but you know how like they have those metal poles where you could sit on it. Some of them would like come off and stuff. Mm-hmm. And after we um, allegedly took those. Um, the um the the shop put two small chairs that were yellow because that's like the the theme of their shop it was yellow and um (laughs) when they put the uh, yellow chairs outside of their um i think i was thinking to myself um wouldn't it be funny if we returned them the yellow bench and took these new chairs Did you do that? You didn't do that. We didn't do that. Okay. It, it was like, it, it's hard getting it out of the backyard. It's very tight quarters. Oh, that would have been funny. It's like, fuck, we lost the bench. All right, just buy a new chair. So, yeah. And then the bench is back in the chairs. It's like, I'm like, fuck. Oh, my God. You know, the thing in Toronto that I um, didn't really understand until I moved is that um, everyone leaves like what they don't like 
on their front porch and they just trade. Like you get so much furniture from oh, outside really? of Toronto. Yeah. Like it was such a shock to me to see this kind of stuff here. There's so many good stuff too. In Ukraine, people never do that. Like in, yeah, in Iran or in Newmarket. Yeah, yeah. If you can sell that shit, it never goes away. Like yeah, a lot of people. I feel like in Toronto, it's just like oh, I don't want to put it on eBay anyway. I'll just mm. do it. I mean, a lot of people do it, but it's just easier. Right. I found a $500 chair outside, and I put it in. And the only thing wrong with it was that it was missing one wheel. What? Yeah. You can make money out of that. I know. Yeah, just uh, drive around the town. There's there's actually this person on Instagram that like does that. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. He goes around like buy stuff for like ten or fifteen dollars and then sells it for more. That's a good business. But he goes to yard sales. He doesn't really. Mm-hmm. It's not in Toronto, but yeah. I feel like I don't. I'll, I'll be too lazy to do that. Even if I could make more money from that, I'd be like, ah, I don't want to do it. It's too much driving. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I can feel that. Feel, feel that. What time are we at? Uh, three. I feel like we've been talking for an hour and ten. That's a pretty good estimate. That's very accurate estimate. What the fuck? <laughs> what time? How much time? It's an hour and ten. Holy crap! I am sharp as a nail. Oh my bad. It's an hour and five. Uh, <laughs> you could have just lied. You didn't have to do that. Um, Once you mistaken it, you could have just rolled with it. What's your ideal job to do? Like, let's say, like, um, I've I've thought about this a lot. Like, mm-hmm. let's say you can't be a, like a audio person or like a computer programmer and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And you could get like not a minimal wage entry job, but just like you know, around there. Like, what would be like your favorite job to do? Just do like that kind of thing and just survive. Mm-hmm. So, if I could get into this industry on a minimal wage. Yeah, just not not audio, nothing with audio and stuff. Just like any job that's like entry level. I would love working with animals. Yeah, like I I wouldn't give a fuck about the money if I could work with animals. Like that would be so much fun. Damn, why don't you just uh, do that and just go train to be a vet? I I uh, went on a date with someone that worked at a vet. And um, it was fun, but she was, like, doing also surgeries on, like, smaller animals. Right. It was disturbing, but it was, like, yeah, she really liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I, I don't feel like I want to um, work with ill animals or do the surgeries or any kind of that stuff. I just want to have fun with animals. I don't know. Like, on a farm or something. I don't know. Be a farmer. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of work. Yeah, it is. It is. Like, I found this channel on TikTok. That's... Right now, it's one of my favorite channels. <laughs> it's a lady from a farm, and he she's talking to her chickens, and she calls one of her chicken um, Hannifer. Oh, that's so cute! <laughs> and she calls her "you ratchet ass bitch." <laughs> Give me those eggs. It's <laughs> so funny. I don't know. I wish I could have a chicken at my place, but they shit a lot, so I can't. Yeah, um, I mean, you could. It'd just be a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it will get you annoying. Actually, some people put uh, um, what do you call it? The Shit pants on them. Shit pants? The the ones you put on children. Oh, diapers. Diapers. Huh? <laughs> Chicken with a diaper on. Yeah, yeah. I think I've seen it somewhere. That's a, that's a great idea. Yeah. That's a great movie poster. Mm-hmm. How about you? What you would what, you do? Um, I kind of like working in like a downtown restaurant, being like a dishwasher and stuff. Really? How come? 
Because, like, I don't know, just something about, like, um, being in the city, washing dishes and stuff. And, like, I kind of like it, like, taking out the trash in the back alleyway and then going back in the restaurant, going out for, like, smoke breaks and stuff. Mm -hmm. It always seemed really cool and appealing to me. All right. Yeah. Also, like, um, (laughs) I watched this one movie. um, It's kind of an anime. And the main story was this guy wanted to be a shoemaker. Mm -hmm. And on his spare time, he would, like, design leather shoes. But the way he would make money to do that would be he would work on a restaurant. And I was like, dude, I could do that, but with drawing. Mm-hmm. And it'd be super cool. Another job that I would really love to do would be um, work in a bookstore. Oh, that would be so nice. That'd be so nice. Because, yeah, yeah. like, bookstores have, like, the best environment. It's, mm-hmm. like, quiet, ambient, like, sounds and quietness. And, like, people that usually go there are very calm and relaxed. Mm-hmm. And, like, you're around books and, like, cool fucking stuff. Like, I would love it. Yeah, yeah. I actually apply for some. I haven't got any jobs yet. Uh, if you're that indigo person that's fucking looking at my resume, I'm overqualified for <laughs> books. These uh, these days for entry level jobs, there's just so much to do. I feel like I, I feel like I have the hardest time with them for some for some reason. Like I know like a lot of friends that have like back to back to back like um, jobs that with like you know Starbucks, McDonald's, KFC and stuff, mm-hmm. and they just get it so easily. And then for me, I'm just like. Just give me one job so I get the uh, reference and experience. Because I, I did have it. But, like, I worked at Metro for a little bit. And then I worked at family restaurants. Mm-hmm. But, like, other than that, I've never had good luck with, like, a thing. All right. There was one time I actually, I almost got a uh, job at Chopper's Drug Mart. But mm-hmm. I, uh, I talked to the manager. And he's like, yeah, you're hired. Just uh, bring your resume tomorrow. And I just slept in and I forgot to bring in my resume. Oh, how could you? I don't know. I didn't live with myself. Like, I, was, I, was, I, was in, I was in ruins. Uh, they pay you so much for minimum wage these days. Was that minimum wages like pays you so much these days? How much? Like fifteen dollars an hour. That's like, right. like you could make how much? Like two grand a month, mm-hmm. I think, with that much. Yeah. And like, if you could find like a nice place by yourself, like eighteen hundred, you live. Actually, no, that's not that expensive. But like anything like fourteen or fifteen dollars, mm-hmm. you could get like a nice apartment by yourself and work there, and then save up as you gradually go. If you live with another person and like you guys are dating and stuff, and you live in an apartment with them, yeah, yeah, your savings are like so high. All right. Yeah, I think I was looking at something where like in the states, like two couples together could make like, four, like in McDonald's, like if you work like fifteen dollar minimum wage, um, you could make um, eighty grand with two people living together. In a year. Wow, that's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Is that two couples or just a, a one couple? Like, no, two people living together. I think one person makes 40 grand a year. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. But that's like a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I kind of like, yeah, it's like, it's also enough money to like do your own projects and stuff for like short films and stuff. Because you could ideally like, I feel like you could shoot like the nicest stuff with like, 10 or 15 grand budget. Mm-hmm. There was like a couple of Netflix shows that um, I watched. Have you seen the uh, film Shithouse? The name is very familiar. It's uh, on Netflix. It's kind of good. I think you'd like it. Right. But it's like this feature film that was shot with like 10 or 15 grand. Mm-hmm. And it's like two hours long and it takes place around Los Angeles. Wait, 10 or 15 grand for a feature? Yeah. And wow. it's on Netflix. What? Yeah. And it looks really good. And it's Shithouse. Yeah. Shithouse. I gotta check it out. Yeah. It, it, it was really cool. But yeah, I was like, "Damn, you can actually do it!" Mm-hmm. Yeah. How much do you spend on a short movie, regularly? On T- average, typically like three thousand, mm-hmm. three thousand or 
5,000, yeah. But the thing is, like, um, if you didn't, if you had the equipment, it would probably be, like, a 1,000. Mm-hmm. Or... Do you still get to use the school's equipment after you graduate? No. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> you don't even actually get to use the school's equipment um, during when you're doing it. The only thing you get to use while you're in school is, like, the Alexa... Not the Alexa, <laughs> imagine. The, um, like, the uh, small um, cameras, like the Sony cameras. Right. And then maybe some of the C-stands and stuff. Me and my friend Harry, we were doing a uh, internship and we were trying to shoot a commercial for Yorkville mm-hmm. and they like greenlit our commercial and they said, make an equipment list. Right. And me and my friend Harry were like, okay, well, we're greenlit. I guess we could use whatever we want. So we like put down everything the school had, like a sky panel, right, right. like C-stands, this camera, this uh, dolly. And like the person like that was looking at the list got so mad that we put so much on it and he thought we were so self-righteous that he's like, Fuck you guys! You're getting nothing. <laughs> there was like, there's no compromise. You're getting nothing. Oh my nothing. god, that's what you get for being greedy. I didn't know. I thought like, okay, we could have talk about it. It's like, okay, you could have this, but you can't have this. But like, apparently, like no one has ever like made that much things. Mm-hmm. And um, our <laughs> our idea was actually to um, shoot the commercial, and then while we have the equipment for the commercial, the commercial will take like a day to shoot, and then we would shoot our short film with the equipment with that because uh-huh. we get it for the weekend right so we could save money on equipment but like overall the cost for a short film shouldn't be that much if you if you have a really good producer or you know how to like bargain really well location could be anything from like 300 to 500 dollars mm-hmm. but it could also be like two thousand dollars right yeah so many things to think about mm. have you um have you ever thought about doing a short film never actually why not i don't know Never popped in my mind. You actually just put an idea in my head, but I, I don't know. It be, it's not as hard as you think. I mean, it has its troubles and stuff like everything else, but, like, it always starts with an idea. Mm-hmm. And, like, when you, when you talk about making a movie, like, you don't have to direct it. You don't have to or necessarily be the writer. Like, there's people that, like, write it and then have other people direct it. Right. There's people that would, like really be interested in projects and they'd be like okay i'll produce it i'll give you like a thousand dollars and then we'll both have our names on it right right so like if you like story making and stuff you could choose other roles like if directing's not your thing you know you could always swap out mm-hmm. yeah but how do i know if i should do it what if i have an idea but that idea is uh already been put out that's a good question. That's, that's like the thing that I go through. The thing is like as long as you give your own spin on it and you're honest with yourself and mm-hmm. you try to like, you know, do your own thing, like then it's your own creation. There's no such thing as an original idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's things that are like, you know, people have pioneered and stuff and they made very cool and stuff. Like the sketch that I was telling you about the uh, the uh, at, at the gas station and the corner store and stuff, like um, – that's not an original idea. It's the idea, like I told you, it was like the guy who made Regular Show, which is a cartoon, and the director of that, he made a pitch that was basically that. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to find ways to like add more and put a different spin on it. So it's right. more of my creation. Mm-hmm. I'll always like give it an homage and say, yeah, I was inspired by that. But you just make your own thing and then like, you know, worry about it after. Right. Just like make stuff. Because like the, even that person that I'm talking about, he might have gotten his idea from like a friend who told them that funny story. So it's not even his story. Or like he might have watched it or he, he might have even did it. Now, like thinking about that, this whole thing could be going way, way back in the past. Yeah. Everything is inspired by everything. This is so cool. You know what's the coolest thought? Hmm. So you know why um, 
like ancient um, uh, like stone writings and architectures all, all different from across the world mm-hmm. because um, the way that um, civilizations weren't globalized and they weren't communicating. Right. So example, like the Romans like had these cool stuff and then the Greeks had like these cool statues and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Actually, the Greeks and Romans were kind of close. So it's, it's just another, like, the, like the Chinese and the Romans, right? You know how their handwriting and stuff is so different and their drawing? It's because they never interacted with each other. Right. So they never got inspired by their work. They got inspired by their surroundings. Oh, I see. So like that's why it looks so different in writing. Damn. So like, you know, same thing with the Persians or Russians mm-hmm. or like, um, you know, the uh, African tribes and stuff. The reason why their art and stuff is so distinct from each other is because they never really looked at each other's arts as like ways of reference and stuff. They have no idea it existed. They just Shit. did what was around their thing. I never thought about that like, the way. Yeah. That is so cool. And that's why it's hard to do original work nowadays because everyone's seen everyone else's work and yeah. it's like a combination of everything. Hmm. It's why I was, um, I kind of had this thought when I first saw Native American artwork, which is super cool. It's right. like the way their artwork is, is like animals and then inside the animal's stomach and bodies, there's like these cool patterns. And like, it's kind of very like, um, sh- there's a lot of shapes and like souls in them and stuff. And I was like, I've never seen anything like this. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen like, you know, other cultures and other things, but this one's very cool and unique and stuff. Same thing with like Japanese art and stuff. Right. Yeah. It's it that's yeah so that's what I mean when I say there's no original like um so the internet kind of kills the art of the world no I f- I feel like the internet made everything more competitive and also shared more like I don't think I would be the same person if it wasn't for the internet you know mm. like you watch lectures from a person across the world that could give you really good life advice right. or you um, read a book that was written across the world but translated to you it's a good thing. Um, <laughs> The, the, the thing is, like, um, it's always better when um, people are, like, mingling and stuff and, like, are getting connected because then you understand their point of view. Mm-hmm. Like, I would never want to live in a country where it's, like, um, nationalism is, like, just up that high because then you would have a hard time putting yourself in other people's shoes and you would think, right. like, you know, my country's the best and stuff. Mm-hmm. I used to have that mindset a little bit, but the more I meet people, the more I um, do, like, you know, see their cultures and I see the way they work. I'm like, you know, everyone has their own story and everyone's different. I'm still proud of like, you know, my heritage and stuff. And most people are. But yeah. I don't know what I'm, where I'm going with this. No, yeah, just telling the story. Yeah. Are you uh, planning to go back to Iran in general? I really want to go. I really, really want to go. Well, when did you leave? How old were you? I was nine when I left. Nine? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was cool. You know, the uh, <laughs> side, we segued away from it. But when I came here, one of the things I noticed is that there was like really new cars and like, brand new stuff because in Iran the country is under sanctions so they can't do businesses with other car companies as much right so the only cars that are in Iran are very old French cars why French because that's that's the one that they manufacture there Mm-hmm. They're, and they're called Peugeots. Right, right. Oh, I know Peugeots. Peugeots, yeah. The, 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 the little tiny cars. Yeah, that's, that's all we have in Iran. And then there's a call car called Pride. Uh-huh. It's what we call Pride. But the car is garbage. You have a better <laughs> chance of dying by the um, safety uh, features of the car than an accident. I'm not lying. This car, you could be driving it. Oh, my God. And then the, the airbag would kill you by accident by just going off, and then you'd die. Holy shit, that's scary. It's a walk. It, we, we call it the driving coffin. 
you shouldn't drive this fuck. It's a piece of shit car. It's a pi- I'm sorry, Iran, I love you. It's a piece uh, of shit car. Pride, what a great name for it. <laughs> yeah, it's the least thing we want to be prideful of. Shocking hell. Yeah. We also have other cars that are good. Uh, I forgot the other one. But um, uh, what was I going to say? <sighs> fuck, 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 fuck. What, what were you talking about? The cars and uh, when you went back to Iran, how old were you? Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I wanted to go back because um, my grandfather passed away because of COVID and stuff. Oh. And you know when you're young and stuff. Uh, I know you're not young anymore. I'm, you know, I'm, just, I'm joking. I'm joking. But what you don't really talk to your grandparents as much. And I never really got to ask them like, hey, where are you from? What did you do when you had like depression? What did you do and stuff? Because I feel like it's a huge thing to do like when you have like not just your parents is like a different thing they always give you advice and you're sometimes you're like it's unwarranted but with your grandparents you ask them like what did you do when you were in this relationship what did you do when your heart was broken what did you do when you were depressed what did you do when you didn't know what you wanted to do with your career because mm-hmm. like their wisdom and thing is kind of like for me it's kind of more validated more than my parents because they came from a different time era where they just kind of depended on themselves mm-hmm. or like they didn't have that as many options as we do they're like okay i guess i'm stuck in a shoe factory i'm just gonna work in a shoe factory until i die mm-hmm. they didn't really think about aspirations and with my grandfather um his father died when he was like um six years old oh, sure. and he had to take care of his mom and his other siblings oh, fuck. and then he became like one of the first because my iran was like a very poor country when he, he was growing up and he became a teacher without like going to school he kind of taught himself how to read and stuff he became a teacher yeah wow and then he like yeah he became a teacher helped administer one of the very first schools in iran and then um he like um you know did his own thing and then he worked and then he passed away, but I never really got to ask him anything like, where are you from? What was your family like? And when I asked my dad about him, my dad's like, I didn't even ask him either. I'm like, fuck. Shit. Yeah. But um, yeah, I feel like your grandparents is like a fun source of thing. Because like, I, I genuinely like, I would rather ask my grandparents about like when I'm feeling down than, you know, a therapist or like other people. Yeah, I wish I could say the same thing about my grandparents. I didn't really get to know my grandfather, but the only grandparent I knew was my grandmother and my father's line, and I hated her. I I still hate her. (laughs) Like, when I was a kid, she would hit me with a mop. Oh, my God. I would get... uh, I was late to my uh, preschool, school, whatever it's called, and because I was making backflips in the snow, and uh, I would come back. She would yell at me, "You are late!" And she would get a mop from a, from somewhere and start hitting me with fucking wooden mop. Oh my god! I'm so sorry. Yeah. And then one one day, uh, my mom was pregnant, uh, and she hit my mom in the stomach. And uh, yeah, the, the baby died. Oh my god! So yeah, I kind of hate my grandmother. What the fuck? That's fucked up. That's so fucked up. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Oh my god, that's awful. Oh my god, that's so awful. I'm so sorry. Fuck. Damn. I've uh, I I haven't really hated anyone in my family that much. Mm. I, I kind of like I kind of don't really get too close with them really that much. I see them in parties. The only people that I was really close with is my cousins, because I never had like a brother. Mm-hmm. So when you don't have a brother, your cousins are your brothers. So I was hanging out with that, and I have one sister. Mm-hmm. Me and her are pretty chill and good. Um, but yeah, I I, I have one uh, piece of shit uh, family member that I hate because of a uh, certain thing that he did to one of my family members. But other than that, yeah, it's good. I haven't yeah, but. Um, my family and stuff were like we're not too close but like you know 
we hanged around and I, I, I liked most of my grandparents. My family side and my mother's side hated each other. They like had trust issues and then that's why we came here. Mm-hmm. It's because they didn't want to get a divorce right. and their family was driving them insane. But yeah, um, I, 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 I want to take a chance to like get to know my grandparents more. Also like get to go back to the country and like explore it more and stuff. It's like, um, <laughs> it's funny because like um, when I came uh, from Iran to Canada, I was like an outsider and um, I uh, constantly try to hide my identity. Not really try to hide it, but always like um, lie about it. Because like, you know, when I came to Canada, like, you know, the war in Iraq, Afghanistan and stuff. And like, when you come from a Muslim country, you're like, fuck, it's not, like I didn't get bullied necessarily in school, but like there was always like really bad jokes being said and stuff mm. and stereotypes. So when people would ask my ethnicity, I would just always tell them like my other mix. So my dad is from, my dad's side is from Northern Caucasus. So do you know where uh, like Georgia and, and stuff is? So that's where my grandfather is from, who passed away. Mm-hmm. So I would always tell them like, oh, you know, I'm Georgian and Middle Eastern and Persian and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I would always like try to um, not mention my ethnicity whenever it came. And people always mistaken my ethnicity for um, either Italian or Jewish. And I guess I get it because I guess the curly hair and stuff. But every Jew I ask, I'm like. I'm like, do I look Jewish? And they're like, no, you don't. I'm like, okay, well, I get that a lot. And I said, do I look Italian? Like, maybe. Well, one time, me and my mom got um, when we were getting our passport, they were asking about our ethnicity, and they're like, are you are you guys Mexican? We're like, no. What? Yeah. Mexican? Yeah. What the fuck? My mom was flattered, so I was like, yeah, no, oh not my Mexican. God. Yeah. But um, it's funny now because like now when I go back, I feel like I'm gonna be even more alienated now because like I'm gonna have an accent when I go to Iran, and then um they're going to tell and I'm going to try to get back to that old way of culture because like now I feel kind of at home mm-hmm. and then I'm going back again it's it's, it's like the reverse I'm going to yeah, get alienated it's so weird again. they're like hey look it's that western boy <laughs> yeah I'm like eh, I don't want to be that guy no yeah it, it feels weird too because when I talk to my siblings on the phone um, I have an accent when I speak Farsi with my English thing and I'm like mm-hmm. ah damn I used to think like conversations with my grandparents was like re- really boring because I always say, hey, how are you? Good, good. How are you? And then they're like, uh, how is the weather? Good. And then I would hang up and then they would say, okay, okay, bye. And then I heard my cousin talking to them and he has really fluent Farsi. And it's like the exact same conversation. It's just as boring. Right. Because I always, I always felt guilty talking to my grandparents because I was like, um, I have nothing to talk to them about because I can't speak the language. Mm-hmm. But they just literally just say, hey, how are you? Good, right, good. Right, right. Hope you can see you. Long live, long live. Bye. Yeah. Uh, you know what's, what's glad? Huh? You want to say something? Oh, no. I thought you were saying. You know what's really blowing up that everyone's getting into a lot? Mm. Uh, boxing. MMA boxing. Right. I've uh, seen it everywhere. It's like... You mean it's getting po- popular? Yeah. It's getting more and more popular. Like right. Finding an MMA and stuff. And uh, I don't know. Everyone... <laughs> Everyone that I meet like wants to either like um, not everyone that I meet, but a lot of people that I knew is like they they're trying to uh, box and try to not get into UFC, but like trying to get better at martial arts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's funny because I'm like, why would you want to get in a fight? Uh, I don't know. I think I would want to learn some martial arts, but not for the sake of fighting or not for the sake of defending myself. Uh, More for like discipline and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's it's like art, uh, learning something like that. Would you want to learn something? I would, but like, I don't think it's worth it for me that much. Cause like, I feel like um, there was a study in America where it was like um, 
if you're getting robbed and you have like a gun or like like if you're in your house the chances of you dying is actually more increased if you have a gun in your house than if you don't because then it escalates it and stuff i think there's something like that okay. i don't think this i don't think the study makes sense when i say it out loud even if you're not trying to reach for the gun like it feels i feel i think it's like um if you're getting robbed for example it's always better to like give them your wallet and stuff and then try right. to engage because then you know there's a chance that you could get stabbed or killed and stuff mm-hmm. and i think the same logic was that um if you have a firearm in your household and then there is someone breaking in the study says like um there's more chances of fatality right, right. if you try to engage yeah yeah then just calling the cops and locking the door all right I see these videos on uh, social media quite often where they're trying to show some moves to disarm a person with a gun. Yeah. I don't get that. I just, don't get just that Just give either. them your wallet. Yeah, and... dude. And it's like $50 have it. Yeah. I don't want to get a new kidney. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would not try to like defend myself for $50. The first time I rode a subway in Toronto, I put my money in my uh, under my shoe. I don't know why. I was, like, super nervous. I'm like, fuck. Oh, Shell, or were you? Oh, uh, you, you were nine? Um, no, no, no. I lived in uh, Richmond Hill and Newmarket when I moved. Right. I only came to Toronto when I came to film school. Oh, shit. Yeah, right. so I never knew about Toronto as much. Uh-huh. So I've been, like, some foreign students been to Toronto more than I have. For the majority of my life, I've just been at Richmond Hill and Newmarket. Uh-huh. How's that in Newmarket? Never been there. Boring. No good. Quiet. <laughs> I'm sorry. It used to be it used to be more farmlands, but um, it's just quiet. Right. It's just very boring. Old people. I like quiet. I do too. Yeah. But I turns out I like cities more. I mm. used to think I just want to live in a quiet place, but once I moved downtown, I'm like I just want to be around young people and mm-hmm. just um, in a newer city. Right. It's much more fun. Yeah. Yeah. I you know it it's 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 been a fun journey for like uh, filmmaking and stuff, and it's, it's still going on. But like um. I don't know, like, being an artist is kind of fun, but frustrating at the same time. How come? It's like, um, you feel like you have all this potential and you want to, like, you know, show it to the world and, like, you know, obviously make money off of it and, like, you know, be remembered in history, depending on who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, at the same time, you're the only person that believes that you have good ideas. When you when you haven't written a script it, or you ha- you're just, like, um, coming up with an idea, there's nothing in the world that tells you your idea is good. And... The only thing that has you like going and driving is like yourself. So if you don't believe in yourself, there's like there's no chance of you making it. Right. And it's like kind of insane. It's san- insanity because like you're constantly telling yourself, okay, this is a good idea. It's gonna work. It's going to work. This is going to work. And then there's like no one else that are like behind you. Like obviously when you write a script and you have other people read it, they're like, yeah, it's 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 gonna work out. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's bad. It's not okay. And then some people are saying it's good, but like. At the starting process and the editing process, like you just have to believe in yourself. It's like, it's like I don't know. It's like, um, it's like investing. Mm-hmm. But when you're investing, you're just like, ah, oh, I'm the only person that thinks this is gonna work. Do you ever have this feeling when you are done with some work, art related, like you love it at first? You think it's it's amazing. Like this this is the shit. People yep. are gonna love it. Yep. And then after a while, like some time passes and you hate it like hate first it so film. much you... my first film yeah. first film first film I was I just I, I was like I could have done so much better right but also I was also like it was my first film I learned a lot from it mm-hmm. but yeah I, I, I yeah 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 that, I had that experience yeah I get that with every song I make like <laughs> uh, when I'm making it I love it so much and then I've listened to I listen to it 
for like hundreds of times and then I just I cannot listen to it anymore. Well, it's it's also it's also better too because like um think about it like this. I always thought of it like this. Like think about it if you were like a son of a rich director mm-hmm. and then you became a director through your dad's connection. I feel like if that were to ever happen and you were successful, I feel like it would be miserable inside because. Mm-hmm. Even if I get like you know very nice house, car, beautiful wife, and you know good friends and connection, I would still deep down be like sad because I'm like I never really got to live. I never really got to struggle. I never really got to um, tell myself I made it this far. Because like at the end of the day, like I feel like when you grow old and you die, the only thing you look back and reflect on is like um, what did I do and what did I do with what I had. And I think if I ever was rich and stuff, I kind of looked back at it. I was like, I just lived off of my dad's success and I was under his shadow. I never really did anything for myself. I was never had a name. That would just be like sad thing for me to die. Right. Like, <laughs> like you could buy a nice house and a nice car and you could live without um, stress of like student loans and stuff. But at the end of the day, like that's all going to get old really soon. Like, it's like buying a new Xbox. It's like, holy shit, I'm so excited. I bought it. I own it. Mm-hmm. And then after, like, three months, you're like, it's yeah, there. Yeah. And I feel like that's the same with a house. That's the same with a car. It's the same with a lot of money in your account. Yeah, you get used to new things. You get used to it, yeah. yeah. But, like, your accomplishments and your success, like, those are memories that are always going to live in your head and stuff. So, I mean, if if you make songs and you think they sound good and then you write it and they don't sound good, it's good that you notice that they don't sound good. A lot of people are like, no, I'm just going to keep making more. It's just fucking the same thing. <laughs> I, just, I just need to pay for ads. That's how I'll get retraction. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's that's the fun process. That's the fun thing. It's like learning and challenging. Like, why do we play video games? Because we want to get good at them, you know? Right. It's, a, it's a risk and reward. Mm-hmm. It's like starting from level zero and then going up and up and up. It's, it's, it's the... Um, it's knowing where you were and then where you are now. Um, what, what do people like in Hollywood always fucking talk about? Oh, I used to do this and then I made it here. I, I, I used to be a fry cook and then one day I got the script and I did it. And it a, you ever fucking hear about like Clint Eastwood's son talking about anything like he did like that like made him a huge accomplishment or like his background? I was like, no, it's his father's son. I mean, his yeah, son fought. No. His father's son. His father's son, yeah. yeah. That made sense. For some reason, I thought it didn't. He has nothing to talk about instead of his thing because he just got, like, you know, he was just born into a rich family and had huge connections and then had an amazing life, but right. boring one that he didn't really work for. Mm. And, I mean, that there's nothing wrong with that. But I guess just for me and a lot of people, it's more fun knowing that you built something. Mm. I like the thought. Yeah. That was very interesting. Would you, would you agree with it or no? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like, wouldn't you be so? Wouldn't it be so cool? Like, you just do guitar and you keep making music, and then you like make it, and you're like five years from now, and just, then you just appreciate it so much more when you struggle. Yeah, like yeah. you're driving, <laughs> you're driving down like the street, and then you see this apartment, and you're like, holy shit, this is where I made my song. Right. And that just feels so much yeah, more yeah. special and cherish it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that's kind of what I, I want to go for. And even like, um, even if you don't make it big, right? Like, um. My number one thing when I went to film school and I graduated was like uh, I decided I'm not going to make films just for getting famous and rich. I'm going to make films that I like watching. Mm-hmm. And that's how I measure my success is like um, if I make something and I enjoy watching it. It's like kind of a healthy thing too. Right. Because like no matter like how publicized or like how well it sells or it doesn't sell, at the end of the day, if it's a good film and I like watching it, then that's I, true. I made something. Yeah. yeah. People can like it like 20 years from now mm-hmm. if they want. Yeah. 
What are your plans for the future? Like film-wise? Um, ideally, I, I got a lot of shit from my, from my classmates when I talked about this, but I want to make a feature in my 20s. A feature in your 20s? Yeah, you like are, a feature you film. You are 24 right now. I'm 23. 23. And um, yeah, I want to make a feature in my 20s. So then by when I'm in my 30s, I have like a decent connection and I could work off of it. And then in my 30s, I guess um, just slowly making more films. And then ideally, I want to be at a stage where I have a, like a company and stuff where I could just greenlit good ideas and stuff and give people chances to make stories mm -hmm. that they wouldn't be able to. Do you yeah. have the idea for the feature already? Like with something just a yeah, sketch? I do. Um, I can't really explain it. There's some that I, I have, I have one that I've always wanted to do. It's a detective story that takes place in a, um, in a Harbor city. Mm -hmm. And it's very like psychological in the sense that, um, the main character talks to his like, um, different, like, you know how this, you know, how there's the six deadly sins. Yeah. But instead of the six deadly sins, there's like intelligence, ego and other stuff. And they kind of like follow him and talk to him. Like for example, um, he's like in front of this very pretty and shy, like beautiful girl, and then his intelligence in his head's like you should just ask her the questions and stuff, and then his heart or like his um, affection is telling her, tell her how you really feel, kiss her and stuff, you know. I like that. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. I kind of see it in an anime or something too. Yeah, it, and, and I want and, and like their faces are kind of distorted and they look like affection or envy and stuff. Right. Like a person, like he has like a part where he, when he's getting into a fight, he has like this personality. It's not a personality. It's like a floating like spirit almost mm -hmm. where it's like um, dexterity, like, you know, how much damage you could take. Right. And the way the dexterity looks is like muscles like being twisted and stuff like this, this shape of body that has like just muscle and everything. And it's like... It has nails in its body and stuff and then like um intelligence would be like this person that like his head is extinct and then there's like a book on top of his head mm -hmm. yeah i want to watch it yeah <laughs> it's like there's like cool ideas and then also like there's also other cool stuff that i want to pay homage to like um one of my favorite movies and shows is evangelion it's like an anime show right, right. with like suits right and i thought like i really liked it because it was like pretty much all about like the psychological like um warfare in kids heads where it's like i have to be inside this suit and i have to do like um you know things that kids normally wouldn't do and how it fucks with their brain and stuff mm. like instead of being shown affection and like love for these some of these kids they're just like you know in these huge robots and they're fighting and how it affects them and how they have to be older and mature much younger than they're uh much faster than most people are so like when they're 13 one of these kids has to be like a leader that has to pretend like he's a 20 year old working with other 13 year olds right and then he like has to look strong in front of his uh friends and team but like Every time like he goes into a shower or he's by himself, he has like mental breakdowns and starts crying. You know? Well, yeah. I wanna watch it. I wanna watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you're you're very supportive. <laughs> but yeah, there's like it, there's so many fun things you could do when you have like connections and money and stuff. And um yeah, there's there there is that greedy side of me that's like, I really wanna be famous. I really want my ideas to go. I really wanna inspire people. Right. Cause like I got inspired by like um 
other videos and other people and stuff. Like one of the things, uh, 90% of my ideas that I get, I get it from music, which is weird for Music? Film. What? Okay, so hear me out. So when I listen to music, they have like certain uh, rhythms and tones, right? Right. And when music um, has like a certain thing, I kind of play them. Like, you, you know, you know uh, music videos or uh, trailers for uh, video games where there's music and stuff yeah. and it has it? Uh -huh. Do you remember the one for Assassin's Creed? Kind of. It's for uh, Revelation. Right. There's like, uh, I think it's by a guy called Woodkit and the song is called Iron. And um, the music kind of like tells the story. There's, not, there's no line of dialogue, but like the beginning of the song is oh. like one way. Do you remember it? Yeah, I know. I'm just I'm getting the idea of why you are getting sparked by music. Yeah, but music is like, it sets like the, the tone of the movie and like what it's going to be. And when mm -hmm. I listen to music, I just come up with like the storyline and the picture of it. So at the beginning of the music, you know, it's like, you know, it starts up, it starts up and then it gets. Duh, 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 duh. Does it have to be orchestral music or? No, be... just any music. Right. As long as it like fits it. Like after the, um, after the uh, podcast, I'll put on a music and I'll explain it to you how it works. It's 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 um it's pretty cool because like I ne like I wouldn't have the idea for the music mm -hmm. and then while I'm listening to music, I so here's the thing: I never listen to the lyrics of the music. I never listen to what they say. I just listen to like the vibe of it. Right. And then I get ideas, and when I listen to music, I get so excited about it that I walk around listening to the music and I get my ideas from it. Yeah, that's so cool. There's one idea that I had for um I'll tell you one of them. So I had this one idea for a TV show uh, that I want to do. It's called Gwen, uh, Spider Gwen, right? And the music in it is like very upbeat and stuff. So it starts with like the Green Goblin like throwing shit at the uh, thing, and Sp Spider Gwen's like going to like um, stop uh, him and uh, the Green Goblin and like a couple robbers. Right. And like he's she's trying to stop them. She's preventing her bombs from hitting the city. And then the Green Goblin like hits her once, and then she lands in some guy's apartment's backyard mm -hmm. and breaks like the uh, the backyard like stuff. And then like she's kind of injured, and she gets up. It's like okay, I'll fix this later. I'll come back. And then you know the song kind of gets slow and like cool so there's like a slow motion of her like simultaneously like picking up some kids breaking a car door and like covering them and then stopping them and then she looks at the time and realizes oh her dad's coming from dinner because in the story uh spider gwen um yeah uh, her dad's a police officer mm -hmm. and she hates the spider-man so as soon as she finishes uh, doing the crime she's like rushing home to get there on time right while uh, her dad's like driving to home to get to dinner, but she has all these scratches and bruises. Right. And while she's going home, she's she's also in a band called the Mary Jane uh -huh. with MJ. Right. But Peter's dead in that universe, oh, and they're shit. playing in their guitar. Yeah. Okay. She went past them and stuff, and she makes it to her house with like, and she puts on like couples. Um, um, what do you call it? Um, like the cream. The, oh, the I get it. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, it goes to dinner and makes it on time. But mm -hmm. it all works in, like, a thing in the music. It makes more sense when I play the music and right. I tell you what happens at what sequence. But that's, like, one way, like, I get my ideas. It's that's like, crazy, man. Yeah. I love it. It's cool, yeah. There's, like, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of soundtracks. And um, I think a lot of the music that I get from is, like, video game sounds or, like, editors, like, professional editors that help make trailers. Because I feel like they have the same mindset where, like, they see while well, theirs is kind of different. They kind of the 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 thing is already made, and then they choose the music to go with it. Mm -hmm. So the editor chooses, and he's like, "Okay, this vibes well," and then I get it off. So when I'm looking for songs, I look for soundtracks in video games or sometimes in movies. Right. And then I get ideas from it. It always starts initially with like one action scene, and I'm like, "I'm gonna build a story around it. I'm too interested in this character." Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. I'm learning things here. Yeah. There's different ways people come get stories, but for me, most of my life, like uh, I got, I get these ideas when I was like 16 or 15, just listening to music. Like I had this one idea where um, it's kind of like in a cyberpunk world and like um, this person discovers like this slimy thing that sits under a uh, shoulder. And when they sit on it, you can go super fast. Right. And time kind of freezes uh -huh. and uh, kind of does robbery and other things. And then, I, li I like stories about villains more than about heroes. I don't yeah. know why. And it's like cool because like, uh, yeah, I think I think villains are more fun because like, it kind of empathize with villains a little bit more than heroes. You know, mm -hmm. like I would steal money sometimes if I was rich and I had power. I would do. But the thing is like, not just steal money, but like, you would you need to make mistakes to be a good person. You right. know. You need to like go through shit and like eat crap and then mm -hmm. like the not that superheroes don't do that but like you like do stuff and then you feel bad for it after time like i <laughs> i remember when i was in um high school i tried to impress my friends and um i was um taking food under this hospital from this convenience store in buenos and i thought i was very clever and i the woman didn't notice me right my friends like oh go get another one go get another one mm -hmm. And I kept stealing from her and she didn't really do anything about it. And I come to find out that like she knew I was stealing from her and she was like, you know, smiling and laughing at me. But I was a kid, so she kind of forgave me. Right. So then I was like, oh, she showed me like mercy and compassion. And then I was like, I'm not going to steal from the store again. Fuck. Yeah. Wow. So like, you know, like I, I, I get why people empathize with um, villains more. Yeah. That's actually pretty deep. Yeah. It's one of the reasons why um, <laughs> I try to remind myself when I get mad at like someone and stuff. Like you know, I was more arrogant than them. I was more angry than them. And you know, showing not someone showed me the light, mm -hmm. but you know, someone was compassionate with me. And then it took time and it kicked in. I'm like, oh, I shouldn't do this. Right. Yeah. It's why it blows my mind away when um, people um, you know do make mistakes and they go to um, they face like really bad consequences like go to jail or like they lose a loved one or um, they're in so much financial debt you know mm -hmm. yeah because like everyone that's good at something they always in order to be good at something you need to like fail right and like in order to fail you need to try doing stupid shit and yeah that makes sense yeah totally yeah. Okay, I think we are out of time. All right. Sorry if I lecture too much. Oh no, in this no, it was, it was amazing. I loved it, man. Barton syrup. Barton syrup. Barton syrup. Barton syrup.